0: hello and welcome to the game week 11 episode of the fpl bet podcast Um, i'm your host fpl braveheart and welcome this is the second episode of the the new look podcast which takes more of a a deep dive forward look at game week 11. Um, we will be looking at each match going match by match um, using a range of different metrics so statistics um, my own observations from having watched all the all the highlights on Match of the Day, as well as Bookie's odds um, to help you hopefully try to get some green arrows in FPL this weekend. But before we get to the Game Week 11 forward look, um, the first weekly uh, feature is going through my team from last week and seeing how we got on. So Game Week 10 was a uh, a relief for many um, in that we finally had an average score that was above 40 points um, quite a lot of us did well um, because the, the typical players the, the likes of the Salas, the Sterlings, the Canes, the KDBs um, all returned and Vardy and Leicester uh, banged although the the ownership in Leicester was not as high as some would have expected but I'm guessing after a 9-0 drubbing of Southampton chances are that they're going to get significantly higher in terms of ownership. Um, So my team starting off with Ryan, he got four points, again no clean sheet but who cares, he got one save point and two bonus points um, in the the 3-2 Brighton win against Everton. Then in my defence we've got Trent Alexander-Arnold, Ottomendi who came out for Lundström, unfortunately Lundström didn't get the get the um, clean sheet this time but he still represents incredible value, and Rico. Rico got my sole clean sheet, Trent got uh, one point, Lundström with two. Um, Trent played incredibly well, he had a high number of crosses, but unfortunately he was booked and none of those crosses managed to to come to anything. Um, Rico has had back-to-back clean sheets. He is a solid value pick. He does offer some some attacking potential as well, which he's going to need this weekend because Bournemouth have Man United and I don't think that they're going to keep a clean sheet, but we'll come to that later. In the midfield, we've got Salah with 7, Captain Sterling with 22, KDB with 6 and Mount with 5. So, it's two goals and two assists. Um, Salah had the most shots in the box in game week ten, was level with the likes of Pulisic, Perez, and Rashford. Um, he scored a pen before going off injured, so he's a bit of a doubt going into game week eleven, which is a worry. Um, Sterling scored the the opener. Um, It was in the second half, so I was worried that there was going to be the the return of the captain, Jinx, but he he managed to get some form of return. Um, He had four shots in the box, one big chance, two big chances created, so it's possible that the the 11 points he was able to get before the duplication for being my captain um, could have been understated, and he had the potential to do much better. Um, KDB, he had an assist, but he w- had quite a low key performance from a from a stats perspective. He got zero shots in the box, zero big chances, zero big chances created. Mount again got an assist, but was quite low key in terms of stats. He had one shot in the box, zero big chances, and zero big chances created. And then going to my front line. Um, I got 0 goals but 3 assists from my front line of Wilson, Abraham and Connolly, Um, but their stats were not great, 0 shots in the box from all of my forwards this week, Um, Wilson, very poor performance, 3 blanks in a row, 0 shots in the box, 0 shots in total, 0 big chances and 0 big chances created very poor, Um, Abraham, poor by his standards standards this season, 0 shots in the box, Connolly got 2 assists. But it was perhaps a little bit fortunate, he had zero big chances created, zero big chances, zero shots. Um, hoping that against Norwich they have a better run of it this weekend. So now let's do the forward look. So I'm going to look at the 10 fixtures coming up for this weekend to see whether or not they there are any opportunities to be had in these games. So the first one is Bournemouth against United. And... Um, in terms of the bookies' favourites, Man United are the slight favourites. Odds are on for both teams to score, so both teams are unlikely to get their clean sheet. And Rashford is the favourite for any time goal scorer. There has been back-to-back nil nils for Bournemouth, but I do not think that that's going to happen again. United are third in terms of big chances um, away from home, with 2.6 per game. So I think that this is an opportunity for those who are holding the likes of Martial and Rashford. I think Rashford is... Going to come into his own in this this run for Manchester United. I I do um, think he's 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 going to do well. So if you are looking for a Wilson replacement, um, he is possibly one to look at if you're if you have the excess funds or two transfers in order to move up, and you don't have enough money to go to to the likes of, of Vardy. Um, Arsenal against Wolves. Arsenal are strong favourites in this one. Um, somewhat strong favourites actually. They're um, stronger than Man United, but not as strong as the likes of um, Manchester City. So again, odds on for both teams to score. Aubameyang is the favourite of any-time goalscorer. Wolves are surprisingly second behind City for away big chances this season, with 2.8 per game. And um, Arsenal are fourth for shots in the box at home with 10.8 so I think that this is going to be a game where both teams score I can see it being a 2-1 for Arsenal. Um, Aubameyang is unlikely to blank for a third match, I think this would be a third match in a row, so I think he's unlikely to blank yet again so if you do have him I would still retain him at least for this week um, and reassess just before the international break. Um, Villa against Liverpool. Liverpool are strong favourites here, but there's a slight odds-on preference for both teams to score. So unlikely if you have but double Liverpool defence. If you're still one of those people holding, chances are that's not going to come to fruition this week, according to the bookies. Salah, despite his injury, um, although I think he was, he's likely to be fit. Um, he's the favourite for any-time goal scorer. Liverpool have been surprisingly shot shy away from home, they're ninth with 6.8 shots in the box per game um, for away performances this season. That's behind City, Chelsea, United, Burnley, Everton, West Ham, Southampton and Aston Villa. Um, I do think that this game will be a Liverpool win, possibly 3-1 to Liverpool if I had to put my flags on a mast for a a score. and I can see Salah. Salah if he plays returning, but he, he may be rested. I think keep an eye on the um, press conferences to see whether or not he will be fit. Brighton against Norwich. Brighton are the favourites here. Favourites are also for both teams to score. And strangely, um, Glenn Murray is the favourite any time goalscorer, so I'm not really sure why that is. Um, Mopai is second, and I think that that is more than likely. Um, considering his form, the fixtures, and the fact that, um, that Brighton are are seemingly turning a corner in terms of their attacking play. They certainly have impressed in recent weeks. They impressed me, particularly Connolly and um, Mopai uh, against Everton. Norwich are second bottom with big chances away from home at 5.6. They're also second bottom with XG. Um, uh, only and both only Newcastle are worse um, So, Bre- and Brighton have conceded the third fewest big chances at home behind only Spurs and Liverpool so I am optimistic that I will, may get that elusive um, Ryan clean sheet this weekend but as I've mentioned before if it don't, it doesn't matter he's got many other routes to get you points so Man City against Southampton City are very Strong favourites in this game. The odds are against both teams to score. City are favourites to get a clean sheet in this one, and Aguero and Jesus are both one point um, four and one point four four. They have the the best odds out of all the strikers in the league in terms of any time goal scoring. Southampton will be hurting after their nine nil um, after their nine nil defeat. But I think that they're likely to try and defend more resolutely after that one. They're not going to go to City and be quite as open as they were against Leicester. I can see City still winning this game, but I cannot see them getting an absolute rout, although that could be famous last words. We'll see what happens in midweek, because there's a dry run in the League Cup. City are top at home across all. Pretty much all of the attacking metrics, they are top for shots, shots in the box, big chances, expected goals, goals, big chances created. So, I think this week, yet again, I did mention this against in the podcast when I was um, analysing the Villa game, but if you're going to um, choose your captain this week, I don't think you can go far wrong with a City option. Next, Sheffield United against Burnley. I have every expectation that this will be towards the end of match of the day. Um, United are slight favourites. They're odds against for both teams to score. Um, there's no clear favourite in this game for any time goal scorer McBurney, but he does have long odds. Um, I think that this is a game for defensive options. Um, I can see this being a 1-0 either way, but... If I was pushed, I'd say 1-0 to Sheffield United. So if you have Lundstrom, maybe this might be a week to, to play him. Um, West Ham against Newcastle. West Ham are the slight favourites here, and there's um, the odds, uh, surprisingly, are in favour of a both teams to score. Haller is the favourite for any time goal scorer. Newcastle have the second fewest behind Sheffield United. Um, away shots in the box per game with five. Um, they're bottom in terms of big chances created per game with five, as from away from home, and West Ham are sixth bottom in terms of shots in the box at home with seven point six. So I can see this being a slightly low scoring game, um, but with West Ham winning, possibly one nil, two nil, two one. I I I despite what the bookies are saying, I think there's value in a West Ham clean sheet in this game. Uh, Watford against Chelsea is the next one up. Chelsea are the favourites here. There's um, again odds in favour of both teams to score because Chelsea haven't been defensively resolute. Um, Abraham is the favourite for any time goal scorer. He has on a bit of a run of um, not scoring, so hopefully he's able to turn that around. Um, he should in theory, and the game, Abraham and the game should in theory be quite high scoring. Chelsea are second only to City um, in terms of shots in the box and shots away from home with uh, 10, uh, approximately 10 and 17 respectively. So I, I can see this being a good performance for Chelsea again on the back of their excellent performance against Burnley. Um, but I, I'm hoping that the, the points come from a more... Um, expected source rather than Pulisic um, as was the case last week. I'm hoping that this week it will be Abraham and Mount um, that will be getting the points. Two more games to go for the forward look and the penultimate game is Palace against Leicester. Leicester the slight favourites, odds are in favour of both teams to score but that's only just Vardy, um, on the back of a hat-trick, he'll have his confidence. He is the favourite for any time goal scorer. I would not bet against Vardy scoring in this game, I would strongly be betting on Vardy scoring in this game, so that's possibly a reason to bet against it. Uh, Leicester are 10th for shots in the box away from home, but they are stat busters and that, those statistics were boosted because they were quite low down in terms of expected stats and um, their general underlying statistics before that 9-0 away performance. But for, for, for Leicester, it's, it's, it's quality, not quantity. Um, they are third for big chances away from home. I can see this being a Leicester win um, or a 1-1 draw. But Leicester do have the form, so if I if I had to put my flags on mast on this one, I would agree with the bookies that Leicester are the slight favourites here. And the final game of the week is Everton against Spurs. The Spurs are the slight favourites, um, but their form hasn't been great. But then again, neither has Everton's. Odds are in favour of both teams to score, and Kane the clear anytime favourite on the back of his poachers goal against Liverpool. Um, Everton are fourth for big chances at home, which was quite surprising. They're level with Bournemouth at 2.4, and behind only City, Liverpool and Chelsea. So I wouldn't be backing a Spurs clean sheet in this game. And maybe the likes of Richarlison, um, Sigurdsson, Calvert-Loon might be able to get some points. Hopefully uh, Lucas Dean, for those who have kept him, will be able to get some points in the, in the right side of the park for a change um, this season but I, I wouldn't go about bringing him into the team for this week. If you've still got him, fine, but if you don't have him I wouldn't bust, bust the bank or use free transfers to bring him in. So that is the, the forward look done for this week, um, and now finally let's just quickly go through how I'm going to set up my team and my plans for game week 11. My key questions are, is Salah fit? Will Otamendi play? um, And will Wilson return to form at any point soon? Um, Right now, I'm strongly considering saving the free transfer with a view to using two free transfers in game week 12. That game week 12 transfer will be... If Wilson continues to blank, then it may be Wilson and Otamendi out to bring in Vardy and another defender. Um, I may split that and do Otamendi out this week to make sure that I've got a full complement of playing players if, if I don't think Otamendi is likely to play. Um, the sending off is inconsequential for him because that will be spent in the League Cup. So it, it's whether or not they'll, they'll play... Um, play Otamendi. I'll keep an eye on the pressers and see what happens. I'll either save or take Otamendi out, but try to save money to try and get Vardy or Rashford next week, assuming that Wilson continues to blank. Captaincy, after losing 9-0 Southampton, going away to City is... I expect them to be more defensively resolute. I don't think they're going to be as easy to break down as it was for City. They just completely gave up in that game but I still expect City to find a way, so I think in this game I'd be inclined to go for the likes of Sterling and KDB. I'd be less inclined to go for the likes of uh, Aguero, we'll see what happens in the League Cup, but with Pep Roulette, Aguero seems to be more susceptible to rotation than Sterling and KDB, so I think it's safer to go for your midfield City option than your attacking City option, and if Sterling doesn't play, he typically doesn't come on for a one-point cameo, as Aguero did at the weekend, to, to burn those who had captained him, so I'd be inclined to go for Sterling. and Plus with Zinchenko out, Mendy playing it helps Sterling come inside um, and be more centrally, uh, coming cutting in, having more shots, so that ta- tactically helps him um, perform better. So right now I've got it on Sterling and I'm likely to leave it there, depending on injuries and, and whatnot. So that is the Game Week 11 uh, FPL Bet Podcast. As always, please leave feedback or um, any sort of um, feedback or resweets. Uh, everything is really appreciated. If you have any questions about FPL or this podcast in general, feel free to reach out to me at FPL Braveheart on Twitter. Um, thanks very much for listening as always, and I hope that... Everybody listening has a is a very strong game week and has some strong green arrows. I'm hoping to keep my run of three consecutive green arrows um, going. So uh, we will see what happens in game week 11. So fingers crossed for a good one. So thanks for listening again and uh, speak to you all next week. Thank you. Bye.